It's not you when you leave your day job. It's not you when you have success in this way or launch that. It's, it's literally just you living, breathing, existing right now. You're amazing. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short and to stop sitting it out and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business. It's about contribution. It's about meaning. That is what we seek. That is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Experian Boost for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at experian.com slash dreamjob. Also, thanks to NetSuite, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How was your weekend? How are you feeling today? I hope that you are so aware in this moment of how much is here for you. And I'm not just saying that. I Every single episode, what I'm hoping to do is light a fire inside of you. I think that that wick is always there. And it's my job to just like really turn the flame up a little bit and for you to see that we can either complain or we can get results. And I know that there is so much real, honest pain, and I'm validating that. And I know that's part of why I'm here is to hold a space for how much struggle there is. I get that. And with that still, we can either be a victim and we can talk about what's not working and what's going on and why it's in the way, or we can decide to be empowered and start taking action and go get the life that's ours. There is so much that one person can do to start to make things happen. And when I look at successful people and I see the difference between someone doing it and having what they want come into their life and someone who's not, it's really just getting into that action. And really, it's amazing how just so much momentum can come from a little bit, which seems like a lot. And the other day I was thinking about this and I used to say that the greatest obstacle between where you are and where you want to be is your belief in how possible it is. And I do think that that's true, but I realized that there's something that's even greater than that that's going on. The greatest obstacle between where you are and where you want to be is your own belief in yourself, the permission you give yourself to take your seat at the table. And I posted this yesterday on Instagram and I really want you to hear it. There are people less qualified than you doing the things you want to do simply because they decide to believe in themselves, period. I can't take it anymore. I am so fed up on your behalf. I'm fed up with people saying, who am I to start a podcast? I'm not an expert. So they don't give themselves permission and they don't start it. They don't hit publish on the blog. Who am I to be writing this? Is it really good? Is everyone going to like it? They don't hit publish. Who am I to open the bakery? Who am I to show up at the farmer's market with the granola I make? Is it that good? Is it that special? They don't give themselves permission. I love making jewelry. I don't know if it's good enough. I only have three designs. Who am I to start the Etsy shop? And they don't give themselves permission. And then you turn around and you see 14 people doing what you love. And you're like, gosh, I guess they're better than me. I guess that they have this. Or you're feeling frustrated because you're like, I could do that. I know I could do that. What's the difference? They gave themselves permission. They said, you know what? It is valuable. Maybe it's not perfect. And so what? I am scared. Maybe I also have imposter syndrome, but I'm still going to give myself permission to be valued for what I do have. And let's not forget that the greatest thing that a person wants from you is you. 
And you don't have to be an expert to start a podcast. You don't have to be the perfect jeweler to sell jewelry. You don't have to be the best baker this side of the Mississippi to sell a few croissants. You get to be where you are and still give yourself permission to let it be enough. Let it be enough and give yourself permission to get busy doing these things that you want to do. See, it's one thing to be making things, but it's another thing to put them out in the world, to start to ask to be paid, to put your course out there, to put your podcast out there, to reach out to a local shop and see if they want to sell the cards that you made. Because as soon as you go to exchange what you created for money, all the self-esteem stuff comes up. And it's like, I guess it's not good enough. I guess I'm not valuable enough. And what are other people doing her successful? They're pushing through that discomfort and they're saying, you know what? I'm going to give myself permission to believe in myself, to value myself. And I am going to make that phone call to the shop and see if they want to sell my cheesecake. And I am going to go ahead and let people know that I'm offering the home organizing business. And I'm, I'm going to give myself permission to know that what I do have, even if I'm not the objective best in the world, I'm valuable. And that is where the rubber meets the road. And I know it's hard because believe me, I have it myself. Do you know how easy it is for me to start to throw away things that I'm doing that are already working because I'm so afraid that one person or three people won't like it? I did this retreat about three weeks ago and it was beautiful. It was really the most successful thing I've ever done. And this retreat was really beautiful. And the 13 women who were here have all really let me know that. They've sent me packages. They've sent me letters. They let me know that it was really life-changing and they got so much more out of it than they anticipated. And would you believe that right after I did the retreat, I was so excited. I'm like, this was so great. It felt so good. I felt like people really got more than they even asked for. And I enjoyed doing it. I'm going to do it again. And I heard from somebody that they were so upset that I was charging for this retreat, what I was charging. And in one moment, I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe it somebody's upset with me. I'm not going to do it again. I can't believe I offended someone. I'm not going to do it again. And I reached out right in that moment to my producer and I said, take it down. Let's not do it again. And I'm saying that being very vulnerable to share that with you because I'm always very honest with you. And I want you to know how easy it is for me to get unraveled because someone doesn't like what I'm doing. I'm such a people pleaser and I want so much to give value. Do you know that for two and a half years, I've been showing up, doing this podcast, loving you guys, giving you content, paying out of my pocket people on my team to help me be able to create this podcast. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And I've wanted so much to do more with you, more than just invite 13 people to my house. I wanted to create membership programs. I wanted to create coaching programs. I wanted to do so many things. And I've allowed myself to think, well, is it really valuable enough? Are people going to get upset with me? And I was just in Ojai with several girls that I love. And I, I shared this last week, but it really did come up that everybody sim seems to have this idea that you have to leave it all on the floor. You have to give every single thing you got. And even then, mm, it might not be worth it. And I want you to learn from my example. And I want you to learn from all these beautiful people who've been on this show, whether it was Jenna Fisher or Mandy Moore or Tamara Mellon or Jen Sincero, all of the people who've been on the show at some point said, you know what? It is valuable. I'm going to give myself permission to believe in myself and therefore I'm going to put it out there. And you know what happens? Thank goodness they do because the more resources that come in, the more they allow themselves to put things out there in bigger and bigger ways, they get to do more work that is affecting more people. And there's so many ripple effects. We're able to effectively help so many more people when our cups are full, when we take a stand for what we are worth and we just keep growing it bigger and bigger and bigger. You're actually doing such a service to the world and you can keep growing and rising like the Phoenix and continuing to inspire so many people. So I'm so excited to see people every single day pushing through that discomfort DMing me on Instagram saying, Kathy, because of you, you know what? I am going to go ahead. And even though I'm scared and that muscle is still shaky, I'm going to put my work out there. I'm going to charge for it. And because of that, I'm going to be able to help more people. I'm going to be able to do more of this and put my work more out there and be a bigger resource to the world because then I'll be being paid full time to do this thing. And it can just keep growing. And the rising tide lifts all the ships. And then other people will see me doing my thing. And maybe that will inspire them to do their thing. And maybe those people will be clients of mine customers of mine. I can affect them. I can help them. Think about it. Really sit down and think about how true this is. And I want you to start thinking about what you're worth and really practicing this. And I know it's going to be scary and I want you to do it anyway. 
If you're waiting for someone to give you permission, I'm tapping you on the shoulder and I'm putting you in the game. Get off the bench, get in the game, believe in yourself. Remember that quote. There are people right now doing the things you want to do who are not even as good as you are at that thing, but they gave themselves permission to believe in themselves. So we should admire them and they do deserve it because of that. And let's look to that as inspiration and let's do that. So I'm just super excited about everything that's coming out of this group. And I am going to be launching very soon a monthly Don't Keep Your Day Job. It's sort of like an insider's club. It's like a secret society. We'll be meeting up monthly to talk about these topics. And I'll be coaching you through how to integrate everything we talk about on the show into your life. So those of you who are really serious and want to actually see results and change in your life can have me there as a coach. People keep asking me for it. And yes, I'm doing it. I can't wait. If you want to get on the waiting list to find out when that's going to happen, there's a link in the show notes. You can also find the link in my Instagram bio. Get on that list so that as soon as the doors open, you can get in on it because the doors will be open just for a few days and then we'll close the doors so that we can have this awesome secret society of human beings who will be there to encourage each other, inspire each other, this awesome collective of souls. And I will be there to coach you, to help you take what you're listening to. And instead of it being this passive, nice idea, it'll be something that actually starts to crystallize and materialize in your life. So you can see the tangible results of everything that's lighting you up. If you're listening to the show, something is resonating. Let's see you be able to put that into action so that you get the benefit of it in your life and you can inspire other people and you can give yourself permission. So You can find the link in the show notes. You can find the link in my Instagram bio, but come on over and get in on that so that when the doors open, you'll be in the loop and you can join me for monthly coaching. How does that sound? I'm so excited about it. Can't wait to dive in. All right. So let's talk about today's episode. Our guest is a friend of mine. Her name is Robin Euclid. She's a certified health coach. She's an author, a speaker, an entrepreneur, and she's an expert in holistic digestive health. But it's really about learning to tap into your own process of going with your gut. And yes, she's talking about nutrition, but one of her books is called Go With Your Gut. And she teaches us how important it is to really understand how to find your intuition and listen to the whisper. And she does it through nutrition and she does it through life coaching. She's the founder and CEO of the global health coaching practice, Your Healthiest You, where she's helping people shed their physical and emotional weight and learn to follow their intuition. She's also the author of the best-selling books, Thin From Within and Go With Your Gut. She's been featured on The View, The Today Show, The Cooking Channel, Cosmo, The Wall Street Journal, and many more places. Robin is awesome. She came to my house recently to record this episode, and we actually streamed it on Facebook Live. So if you want to see the full unedited version, you can see that in the Don't Keep Your Job Facebook group. She has so much wisdom to share. She's a mom. She has tons of heart. She's really down to earth. I think you're going to love her. So without further ado, please welcome the remarkable Robin Euclid. Robin Euclid. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So I want to hear all the things. You have so much to say about how to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. not only our health, but in our life. So let's rewind okay. and tell me how the rising happened of Robin Euclid. Okay, cool. So yeah, I had no plans to be an entrepreneur. It was not modeled for me. And so growing up, I actually loved doing acting and singing and dancing. So I'd always been a performer and I was like Peter Pan on stage. So I went to school. Um, I didn't go to school for acting. I went to school to be an international criminal court lawyer because I was always, what? I know, very uh, like interesting. <laughs> in helping people. And I worked at the United Nations. I had various jobs in the nonprofit world doing fundraising development. And at the same time, I was doing a little bit of acting post-college. And eventually I found myself in another 1099 job at an office on GChat. And I had started dating my now husband, Scott, and getting into cooking and the farmer's markets. And my friend was like, you should check out this school, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Nobody knew it then. I got the brochure. I, like, I've always been interested in food. Um, I always spent my life in the kitchen. Unfortunately, I'd always had an unhealthy obsession with dieting as well and kind of a career in dieting since I'm 13 years old. My dad struggled with his weight and food so much. I used to see him hiding food a lot and I would connect oh to that. And I always wanted my body to be different. I always thought that there was something wrong with me. There's so much shame. Mm-hmm. There's so much shame. And I know people have talked about it, but it's so there. So you were already sort of dipping your toe in there. And yep. then your friend says to you, why don't you go to school? Yeah. Why don't you like do something with us instead of just obsessing about it? And I'm going to be totally honest. This isn't in my like bio or the about me page when I talk about the school I went to, but really part of why I went to that school was I thought it would be the thing that finally made me skinny also. Like, 
oh, this is, they're going to teach me how to finally have the body that I've been searching for, even though that there were altruistic intentions behind there as well. And I didn't really know what it would be, or I just knew I was obsessed with food for better or worse, right? In the positive ways and maybe some of the negative ways too. And maybe there's something here. And really it was all very much guided by my intuition, which is what I teach people so much about that, you know, when talking about dieting story and dieting culture, like we're taught so much to be so disempowered, like all the answers, like, Hey, I'm Robin. I have have the answers and I'm going to teach them to you. And I always say my job is to guide you through finding the answers for yourself, to slow down, calm down the noise, tune into your intuition. Ultimately, it has to come from you. Just like your joy has to come from you. It's all yep. connected. It's all designed to be coming from the center I love of you. what you're saying because I think so often everybody's looking for this answer. Like I'm going to go to this person and they're going to give me the right hashtag or they're going to tell me <laughs> the thing, the funnel sequence. There's no like no. skywriting that's like, no. Robin, this way, <laughs> you know? And then what happens is it's like a scavenger hunt. And every time you show up in a destination, there's a little clue. Mm-hmm. to tell you the next place yep. to go. Yep. And if you're willing to have the courage to not have it all figured out and keep just leaning into it, you just start the rising of this true higher self within you that has always been there guiding you, but you took yourself out of the flow. So many times mm-hmm. we do this, but when you lean into that, when you have the tremendous courage to do that, and here you were 28, 29 years old, that's not usually a time where people go to school. How long is the integrative health program? So when I went to it, it was a live uh, program. It's now since digital. I went for a year and I I've always been very good at figuring it out. So at the time I worked at a nonprofit, I worked at City of Hope. And when I was going to New York, I talked to them. I said, I'm going to New York. They're like, well, we have a New York branch. There's no office, but they need help with their fundraising. So I was able to go to New York, work for them from home, do my school on the side. What's great about their program is they give you the nutrition education, but then they also give you the business training. So I graduated from there with like workshops in my back pocket that I had outlines and handouts for. I had a website. I had business cards. I had all this stuff set up for me. That being said, and I want to share with everyone, like, not that like I didn't doubt the heck out of myself the whole time. I was like, I don't know enough. Everyone knows to do this. Everyone knows way more than me. I didn't, I'd never eaten kale, but what I did do was, because I didn't know what else to do, I did what they told me to do. So they're like, okay, here, you should start working with clients. Here's some ways you could do it. I was like, well, I could give a talk. I booked a talk. I got people. I shared it with people. They came and I just kept doing the next little right thing. And that being said, I still had a ton of like, I wouldn't call them failures, but like I would launch a a program and no one would sign up or one person would sign up. I obviously think I took a longer road because I had so much personal strife and struggle around it. Like I think that was a lot of the first five years of my business. Very honest of you. Uh, I'm totally honest. Yeah. And for five years, you're sort of like doubting yourself. I'm doing it, but... Going forward and back, forward and back. Like all the things. So when did it hit Mm -hmm. the stride? What was it that sort of broke through? Was it the book? Was it a program? I think I would say it was the book. I would definitely say that point. How did you even get a book deal when you were really just starting out? So it's totally, again, mirroring the same theme of like a bunch of little right things that weren't, I had no idea would lead where they ended up leading. So the actual original part of where the book deal came from was a total me doing my genius zone moment, meaning I had a program that I was launching like six years ago or something. I had the vision for doing a spoof on a music video. And I knew like it was one of those things like very few people could pull off, but I was like, I could do it. And I saw it. And I was like, okay, I need to do this. And so it was the Robin Thick blurred lines. And I saw this whole wellness spoof on it. And this wasn't when a lot of people were doing spoof type things nope. like that. No. Nope. And I just had the chutzpah essentially to go with it. And I had the resources. So one of my best friends is an amazing director and producer. And I went to him with the idea and he had a great editor and we shot it in the house. So much fun. And then what happened was a girlfriend of mine in my wellness community, Alexandra Jameson, she was going to a mastermind mindshare meetup thing. And she's like, oh, do you want to come to to this with me? I was like, sure. So I went to go and they had a contest for best marketing video. And I was like, well, I have a real good one this year, you guys. But I submitted it and I won. And at the time, my literary agent was there and she saw the video and Alex connected with me, me with her at this conference. I talked to her and we had a phone call and she even said, she's like, look, you're a little early in your career for me to be taking someone on like you, but like, 
I see what you got. Let's talk about this. She was the one that shaped the concept of my first book, Go With Your Gut With Me. Love the title. Thank you. Go With Your Gut. Um, it's all about gut health and intuition. So the little double yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. So she shaped what that would look like with me and then wrote the proposal, shopped it around, got a great book deal. Also talking about intuition, like when I was meeting with all these publishers, I was very scared to write the book that I thought I was going to have to write for them. But then the publisher I ended up choosing, they were the first ones that saw it as a full color coaching and cookbook rather than just a book with maybe some recipes at the end. And when I heard that talk about like how your body responds, how your intuition responds, how we're always being guided, I felt relaxed. I felt excited instead of like all this fear around, oh my God, how am I going to write a book? If someone says yes to this, like how am I actually going to, you know, deliver? I love this (laughs) because right before we turned on the live and we started, I said to you, what's really your, your coaching about? And you said, it's about keeping people in their yes. And this is what go with your gut is about. Yeah. And this is what this experience of 100%. you, this whole journey, yeah. that's yeah. the magic. Yeah. How does it happen? Through that door. It's like the Alice in Wonderland through the looking totally. glass, like trust it, go with it. Be in your, in so your, let's yes. go into the go with your gut. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? And how the heck do you do it? People have been so desensitized to their gut. Yeah. What does it feel like? What does it look like to work your own process? Yeah. So first off, I want to start with the first layer of that answer, which is the practical. So we're talking a lot about the emotional, the intuitive, the energetic um, voice behind going with your gut. But if you're having like literal digestive health issues, it might be a little hard for you to get those downloads, for you to get that That's hit from your intuition. interesting that they're related. It's so related. And so this is everything I teach. You have to clean up your gut so you can live from your gut. Okay. Mind blown. So <laughs> so there might be, just to let you guys know that if you're like, well, I don't know what my intuition says, or I don't know if it's fear-based, or I've been doing this, but I'm not sure still, you may have some gut health stuff that needs a little bit of attention. Like we are liter- literally a walking So micro. you're saying we can set the stage for the intuition to be clear as a channel when that's physically clear. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That makes so much sense. That so, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling whatever, these things have something to do with how how you're really taking care of it. How you know? taking your, and like, you what did you have for breakfast that day? Everyone can like, relate literally. to the feelings of butterflies in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone can relate to the feeling of going through a breakup and you're, you're, you're literally in knots. Yeah. So you know that your stomach plays a role in the you feelings. Feel you feel it. But we don't necessarily proactively set the stage. So there's another layer there for sure. So a few tips, and again, we can provide more resources like probiotics, having raw fermented foods like sauerkraut or kimchi, kefir, kombucha, things like that. Simplifying your food. More isn't necessarily more like sweet potato, protein, vegetables, like keep your meals as basic as possible. That's just a few like right out of the gate gut health tips. But there's a lot of top level easy stuff we can do right now. You talk about some of the practical. The practical, yes. Which is always starting with the practical. Here's the basics that should everybody can get on board with some some basic things that will help you just clear things up a bit. And then there's the spiritual side. Exactly. And how do we work that process of really learning to tune in? So first off, recognizing that like this is a process. And like we shared earlier, it's probably going to be a lot of little things. You're going to have to experiment. You're going to have to find out what works best for you. So what I do is I give a lot of tools or tips or ways that you can connect to that more and feel more guided by your own internal voice. One thing first off is slowing down. So leaving more time and space in your day to hear the downloads and also asking like, what would feel most supportive right now? What do I need right now? What's really going on? What's happening with this craving? Is there something else going on here? Okay. I know I feel a certain way. Is there more information for me for this? And just asking, asking, asking. So you get this muscle that gets stronger and stronger in delivering answers. And that might not sound like the woo-woo intuition like conversation that we may get to, but it's a very practical way to start to like ignite that part of you so that it gets in the game. So that everything that you're doing in your day, look, you may not have a choice over having a three-hour meeting that starts at 4 p.m. that you're exhausted by, but you can say when you're sitting in that chair at the meeting, you can say, what would feel good for me right now? And what you may hear, what I hear a lot and work with my clients on is, how about you just relax your shoulders a little bit? How about you mentally let go of, here I am being a good girl in a meeting, so I'm sitting up tight with my pen or my computer and I'm ready to take notes and I'm going to show them how valuable I am in my job. What if I just allowed myself to focus on my breath? What if I allowed myself to really be present and really listen when someone's talking and and show them that I'm here? And even though this is like a boring work meeting, 
you just had a whole intuitive conversation with yourself. I just love this very powerful yet simple practice of asking yourself the question because right away you're going to hear an answer. You hear something for sure. And it reminds me like of once in a while in therapy where my therapist would say something like, if this part of you right now that's scared had something to say, like, what is it? And I'm always like, oh, I have three things to say all of a sudden, you know? And it's like, you know, so much more than you think, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's that we Especially don't. Especially with the question. Yeah, yeah. We don't make this time. Yeah. And I, this is something just so you guys know, like I'm still working on, like for me before this podcast interview, I had kind of like a not quite enough and a little too little time of space of time. So I had an hour and a half. And before I came, my intention was to set up my computer, get to those emails that I haven't gotten to. And then I had a moment, this is me self-coaching myself from this intuitive place of like, wait a second, that's not enough time to get anything done. Why don't you just allow yourself some space, some breath? I asked myself, what would feel fun right now? I was like, oh, go get a fancy smoothie thing at Erewhon. You never have time for that because you're packed so back to back. And so I gave myself just some time to just be, have a conversation with myself. And it's not like I had some life-changing nugget download that came to me. Like I said, it's very rarely about those ahas, but just that subtle like, oh, I was sweet to myself earlier. I gave myself some time. And then I could come here and be much more present and much more in it and not like, well, this is the fourth thing I've already done today. And I'm like, which I used to value so much. So this is me spending the last year unpacking that for myself. Yep. Okay. We have so much more to talk about, but first a quick ad break. I've had my own business now for years. And one thing I've learned is that if you don't know your numbers, then you don't know your business. But knowing your numbers is tricky because having a business requires so many different systems. There's one for accounting. There's another for sales. There's another for inventory. It can be a huge mess if you don't have it organized. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy to use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unnecessary headaches because you can manage sales, you can manage your accounting, you can manage your orders and your HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. Lately, I've been trying to figure out how to condense all the different programs and systems I thought I needed when I was first starting my business. So I love the idea of having all of these different pieces streamlined in one software that I can easily access whether I'm at home or on the go. It's no surprise that NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash dreamjob. That's netsuite.com slash dreamjob to download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits. netsuite.com slash dreamjob. Is there a prompt? What are some ways of maybe making space for that? Would you say like take a walk? Would you say write it down? What would be some of the practices? Well, I like to give the first mindset shift tip around that your day is what happens in between your self-care as opposed to you fitting your self-care into your day. I mean, that's a huge Huge. Shift. So it's like if I wake up and I have these things I need to do, but from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, my job is to take care of myself and everything else is just the things I do in between that. Oh my God. Just think of all those little in-between moments. Like let's say you're done with your day and you're about to come home to the kids. Like you probably might take a minute in your car to just like take a few breaths or just like look around or like feel the breeze on your face. And all those little moments add up to you feeling happier in your body, happier in your life. So just that shift, first of all. And then I do love um, encouraging everyone to ask those questions around everything. So my favorite question is what would feel most supportive right now and seeing what you hear. And some people say like, oh, well, I couldn't do that. It's like, okay, well, if that's really important to you, put it on the calendar or maybe, and also an adjustment of expectation of time. Like a lot of people think, well, I can't take a vacation for the next six months. I'm like, well, can you take one next year? Can you put that on the calendar now? And at least that's like one thing that you've done right. towards Or could that. you go on a staycation can for just, one night next just month? Just anything. But that even might not be – they might not even be ready for that. It's like what's – like what can you start with? How about 10 with? minutes walking in your front yard? Exactly. <laughs> like just finding that possibility and then asking what would feel most supportive, trusting the answer you're going to hear, and then also asking that question all day long. And it feels intentional. And when we make these decisions from a place of intention – Again, that's when all those little moments of joy add up and you go to bed at your night and you're like, oh, I'm really happy with my day, with myself, with my yeah, life. It's beautiful. I love what you're saying and I'm not surprised that it's become so successful because there's so much truth in it and it's so obvious that you're so, really your heart is in everything you're saying. And so many people who are listening to this are looking to grow their own business, their own coaching practices, their own yoga studios, their own 
service-based businesses or any other kinds of businesses. And so much of it starts with creating a community and speaking the words that relate to your, people say avatar, to mm -hmm. your customer, to mm -hmm. the person and your story. who yeah. needs you. Yeah. So the book comes out. Mm -hmm. The book did so well. Thank you. How did that happen? I think a few things. I think first of all, it was me constantly coming back to like when you're in that writing process of is, is this, is this what I'm really trying to say? What would be most helpful? What, you know, just knowing my clients so much, knowing what was needed, knowing what I had to say about something. So, so much empathy for yourself and for the person reading and continuing to just go, I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to exactly. lean into that. But then the book has to be heard. Like right. the tree falls, right. no one hears it, right? But you wrote something amazing and people heard it. How did that translate? So in the translating and getting it out there, literally, I just like plugged into the marketing machine. What does like, that mean? I was like, okay, let's go. I had the free programs, the free downloads, like just getting it. I called and emailed every single person I knew to share about it. It was just a time for me to be out there and say, I wrote something really great. It would be a disservice to this work if I didn't do everything I could to get it out into the world. So when the book yeah. came out, was it a bestseller right away? So it was a bestseller. It, it, I think so. Like it hit a number one in a couple of Amazon categories. And then um, I, was book, I was booked to be on The View. And so that Shut definitely your helped. mouth. Yeah. What do you mean you were booked no, to be on the view? But that was through a friend. So I'm being totally honest. But however, I did not that I had to fight for it, but like I had to be right for it too. And but, were you shaking in your pants? So my friend is a producer on the View. She'd been pitching me like forever, and but I had at that point I had a reel. Like the View doesn't just book anybody. They were and like, friends we can, don't just do that. Yeah, no. Especially <laughs> friends don't. I know because I live in LA and I have a few of those friends, and I wouldn't even dare ask because they're not going to put themselves in a position yeah, no. to put. They knew they, I could deliver. They knew that like I'm she's saying. a safe bet. They're, right? That's been, what I'm um, saying. I'd been a co-host on a live talk show for almost a year at that point. So they're like, she can handle live television and she could do this. The segment ended up being great. It turned into a really large, like eight minute segment with stations, with recipes. That's and it was, amazing. Thank you. So it was actually, so that did, that shot the book up to number one for, I think for like a week. And then just, you know, I just never gave up on it. Like I was constantly and then promoting, the, yeah. constantly talking about it, constantly sharing about it. I have this very good, like worker mentality in me where it's like, what needs to be done on it? By the Let's way, it go. never ends because never ends. Jen Sincero was on the podcast. Mm -hmm. She wrote, you are a badass. And she said, so the book launches and then that's just the beginning. Yes. Like yes. you're literally. It's, yeah. It's a three to six month launch. And then after Sometimes that, even a year. <laughs> for the next year, two years, you're still uh -huh. pushing the uh -huh. book, talking yeah. about the book. Like yeah. this is now just the beginning of a whole new business, which is called your book. Yeah. I talk about this a lot and I want to talk more about this, but essentially there's a difference between sales and marketing. Marketing is the Seth Godin juicy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you value. I'm going to give you free content. I'm going to tell you stories and you are going to grow to know, like, and trust me. And then I'm going to sell you something if and when I build a community and I have some specific thing that I'm going to offer to you. What most people do is they go right to the sale. They don't mm -hmm. recognize that there's a whole very runway. Long conversation. It's a very long conversation, which is a million deposits before you even say, yeah. I now have something of value that you can pay yeah. for. And I love having that conversation. So I think that's also probably something that served me well. So is explain what you mean to people listening because it's so valuable to them wanting to grow their own business. What does it mean? It's a very long conversation. I think, first of all, just kind of like a surrender to this is what it is and it's okay. Yeah. You know, so first that mindset. Then secondly, I show up. You know, like I recognize that I now have a community watching me. I have a community that I'm inspiring. I, I have a community that I love. And on days when I may want to be quieter, I can, I can be quieter. But for the most part, I need to show up and share and take people through my journey. You, you have to take that stuff into account. So do you go live every single day? So I'm on my Instagram stories pretty much every single day. I do take off a weekend day or two sometimes. Um, and then just, I have moments, but, I guess I'm sharing that part of the reason because when I do open up the doors for a coaching program, I don't have to market it or no. sell it quite as much the way that I used to, which was creating these videos, creating these no. opt-in sequences. Because the journey, it's every it's, day. It's every it's day. consistent. We know Robin. She's exactly. part of our life. We and trust you. We like you. And I'd much rather do that than go into almost like burnout launch mode. Oh, It's my so much God. more fun this way and so much more easier to say, well, now True. the doors are open and they're like, we've been waiting to work with you. We're so excited. Right. We're just exactly. And they can feel my energy of like positivity around that too. Of like, And not to say like you have to show up in that way. Maybe that really isn't your 
thing, but there's some way that you need to show up for yourself so your community can find you and connect with you too. So how do you coach people around that who say like, I could not go live. I get in my own way because then Mm -hmm. I don't know if what I'm going to say is going to be good. Would you say like, just make it a commitment? Because there are so many introverts who do that. I mean, Amy Porterfield is like, I am an introvert. I hate going live on video and she does it and she's great at it. Um, And she talks about how it's not her favorite thing and she does it anyway. How do you coach people around that? I always say for people, I want you to hone in on the thing that makes you equally scared and equally excited. So if there's something that gives you that buzz of like, oh God, I kind of want to throw up, but I feel like I have to do it, which is pretty much how I spend most of my day. I love it. (laughs) Um, So that could be a podcast. That could be being on camera. You know what that is for yourself. But I would say find the medium that has that little bit of like to it and then just make some kind of commitment. So it might be setting you know yourself up to just do something every single day. Watch people that inspire you, not shut you down. Um, and then also get a coach, you know, come and work with me, work with a different coach, like find a book that you can pick up and, and makes you feel like you can do it as opposed to makes you feel like, oh my God, I could never do that. Go where you feel like you can move forward yep. and do not judge yourself when you don't connect to someone or you connect to someone that I you agree thought with would you. inspire it you, but they make ha- you feel heavy. It doesn't have to be that way. So you've gone ahead and done all of this. So what is your advice talking? There's people right now who are listening on the podcast or listening here and they're asking themselves, I would love to be able to go to New Zealand and Tasmania and Coachella and know that the money's coming in, (laughs) the money's coming in and I'm doing something that's purposeful. What is the go-to thing that you think a person should be focusing on if they want to be able to create that life for themselves? But what right now comes up for you is like, you guys, here's what I would tell you. Start here. Yeah. I think two things come up. One, I just kept focusing on the next right action. It was never like the big plan or the, like when people come to me, I would ask someone to send something for me about a a book or who knows. And like, well, that doesn't fit my editorial calendar 10 months from now. An editorial calendar 10 months from now. I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm so not planned out in that way. It's for better or worse sometimes. So really it's just like, what is the next right action? If what's the little voice speaking to you that you're like, this is the thing I want to put out next. Like you have to do that. And then what's the next little thing after that? And what's the next little thing after that? Nothing was ever, like I said, said, well, I landed on the thing. It all came from these next right actions. Like my most successful program, I would say the Rockstar Coaching Collective, which is about 50 women now. And I, I coach them every single week. That came purely out of intuition because I finished a previous high level coaching program. And I, the ladies, I needed somewhere to go with them. Like there was somewhere that I was like, what makes sense? What would be fun? What would be great for me? Oh What's God. right for them? What, what would feel expansive? And then I created this coaching program out of that. So it was, there was no plan. I, I literally created a launch like the day the program ended. And then we started the next week. I, I so relate to that. I find it really interesting what you just said. And I want to peel the curtain back a little on it because so often people say to me, what's your three-year plan? What's your five-year plan? And I go, (laughs) I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't want to do that. That scares me. That question feels heavy. It feels constraining. But I realize that so often I'm talking to people who just, like you said before, follow their yes, lean into their Mm -hmm. yes. And it's sort of like turning a kaleidoscope Every time you turn it, a little click, the picture changes a little Mm. and you're like, oh, this feels good right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, this feels good right now. And what I think is exciting about that, it's like bungee jumping. It's like letting the cord rip. You jump out of the plane and you trust that when you do go with your gut and you make things that feel exciting, you Mm. open yourself up to arriving in a moment and discovering something for the first time. Just what feels expansive, Mm -hmm. what feels fun. I think this is a whole movement, which just we've lost sight of it. Um, I think because we carry around this 20 ton bag of I'm, I'm a perfectionist mm-hmm. or I don't want to let anyone down, including myself. So I have to think first through every single nook and cranny. And then I've like lost my you, yes. I, I literally said this to someone the other day, like you exhaust yourself on the thinky thoughts. Like the our thinky, thinky thoughts, thoughts yeah. are supposed to be a tiny percentage of our day. And when you let them rule the roost, like it ain't going to feel very great by no. the end of the day. No, it's not. So I think that that's really interesting. And I love that you said like next right action, just take the next, next right, action. right action. And then I think the second part of that answer is maybe this is a little bit of like the spunky kid in me that I was growing up, but like. I see those things for myself and I wouldn't necessarily call them manifesting. I wouldn't necessarily call them like vision boarding. I don't really vision board. I don't really think in terms of manifesting. I think in terms of like 
well, those are things I want to do. And here's what we're going to do to get okay, ourselves I there. That br- <laughs> I love that you're bringing this up. I love that you're bringing this up. But maybe I would, it did manifest it. I don't know. I agree with you. I don't like the word manifesting. I, when people talk about things like the secret, I'm like, my body feels bad. Like, I don't know. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's just not your... Not yeah. my bag, but I'm not against your vibration. Anyone. Not my, vibra- not my yeah. vibe. Um, but I do see it for myself. Yeah, I see it. And I've always had this almost naivety of being like, oh, that's going to happen. I'm going to wave a magic wand. And of course, I'll be able to like lead a parade, like whatever it is. Yeah. Now, I constantly was pulling myself up sort of by spiritual chin bars to feel worthy and to really grow that sense of self and that sense of what you deserve. Mm-hmm. You get what you think you deserve, right? The yeah. universe sort of meets you there, but you work with people as a coach and how do you help them step into that worthy feeling and see what's possible for them? So first off, like, what do you see? Like, what, what, do you, what is your soul, like, not let you say out loud sometimes? You know, like, what, what, what would make you giddy? What, you know, that we just sort of shoot down before it even finds its way out of our mouth? So kind of like, I don't want to say getting clear on that, but like, what would that look like for you? Like, for me, it has been living this bi-coastal-ish life between New York and L.A. with tons of travel, um, getting to do, you know, these things I want to do, go to music festivals and concerts and all these things. Like that's what I saw for myself, right? And having the successful business, getting to be on camera, getting to to help people. That's what I saw for myself. So like, what do you see for yourself? And then like, it, it's such a trite answer, but like how much fun can you have getting yourself there? Like what oh actually makes you have a really good time? And like, what is, and maybe that is like, I know drinking's like out of fashion right now, but maybe it is going to a bar. Maybe it's putting the alcohol down and like dancing in the moonlight in the sea. Maybe it's nothing as exciting as that. And it's the most boring thing ever. It's just you spending the day in your bed. It's like what actually really, really feels fun for you and giving yourself permission to, to do that and to be proud of it. There's so much in what you just said because there's so much shame around making yourself happy. There's like something that comes up. It's like, oh, I don't really deserve that. Or we have to make excuse or make it little or talk it down a bit. And right. it's something I even have to catch myself doing sometimes right, too. Right, right. And Martha Beck, she was here and she said, she has this book called The Joy Diet. And she's like, joy is its own excuse for being. Hmm. And by the end of the day, if you go to sleep at night and you're like, I felt joyful, it's a productive day. How much of our lives do we, day in and day out, do things that are not bringing us joy? And then we're wondering why we're feeling unhappy in our marriage or we're feeling like we're having a midlife crisis. Is like happiness is an inside job. And it's, it's, it's a key to open doors that are going to ripple into so many other things, but we don't trust it. Yeah. But it's really not something that people cultivate. What is it that brings me happiness? What does it bring me joy? And I love I that I you were like... Can I give myself permission for, for whatever permission. that is I love too. that you like, said... Like, be a freak. Like, go for it. Yeah. I love <laughs> that you said that. Um, okay. Before we keep going, let's just say a quick thanks to one of our sponsors. Most of us know that it's easier to get the stuff you want or the less you'll have to pay when you have a better credit score, but we don't necessarily know how to raise that credit score. So let me tell you about Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, which is a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. Experian Boost gives you credit for the utility and telecom bills you already are paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric cable, and cell phone. This is the first time where paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. I think it's super cool because I have to pay my bills anyway, so why not also get rewarded for good behavior? For me, it's reassuring to have a healthy credit score in case I want to do big things like take out a loan to start a business or buy something that's really important. And with Boost, you don't have to wait for months just for your credit score to rise a point or two. Boost can increase your credit scores instantly. And you guys, it's free to use and only available from Experian. Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash dreamjob. That's Experian, E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N.com slash dreamjob. Now where you're at where can people sort of find you? How do they hook into what you're doing? Yeah, I would definitely say website, get on my newsletter list. It's my name. We'll link it. Um, get on my newsletter list. Get like, cause I still every week I'm pretty much writing like a real 
email from me. It's not even like a newsletter. It's like amazing tips and content, but it is a letter from me. Like I still pour so much into that. So you'll hear from me every single week. Yes, you'll get free guides and stuff like that. Definitely my books. I say the first one, Go With Your Gut, is more gut health and intuition. Thin From Within is more about um, weight, but my definition of weight, which is typically more around emotional weight and what do you need to let go of and what's been weighing you down. And so there's gut health in that too and intuition in that too. But if you're struggling with your weight, body image, Let's talk about that for for one second. What would you say is the most common thing? And maybe there's three that are just as common, but what's one thing that's really common that you see that people hold on to? Oh, the I should I should have been I used to be like for mine it was um I used to be able to train and run half marathons and I was holding myself up to the standard that I was literally no longer like I used to be a size this I should have been able to get back to that ba- pre baby weight the way I, with the second child the way that I did with the first child and it's just the weight of the shouldves couldves wouldves used to bees and just like I have a whole love letter in Thin From Within about like letting go of the used to be mindset so you can invite in this more empowering expansive like best you right now because you're awesome right now that's beautiful what's one thought that maybe we can like simmer on that allows you to let go of what what you should be just that that like you right now is absolutely amazing like it's not you minus five pounds. It's not you when you leave your day job. It's not you when you have success in this way or launch that. It's it's literally just you living, breathing, existing right now. You're amazing. Like just because you exist. That's amazing just to hear that. So is there anything that you want to leave us with? And then we'll sort of let you go on your merry way. Just say go with your gut. <laughs> yeah, go with your gut. <laughs> your gut knows what's up. Trust it. Let it guide you. Give yourself more credit. Like, see, if you were to commit to living the rest of your day from that place of intuition, from that place of guidance and downloads and voices and things that you hear and things that you probably believe to be true or know to be true, what could shift? What could change? What could you create from that place? What would you eat? What would you be? What would you say? How would you show up for others? And how would you show up from yourself if you just said, I'm just going to give this a whirl? I love what what you just said. What could you create from that place if you just listen to your gut? And I love everything that we talked about today. Thank you so much for being here. Guys, go to Robin. Youthlist.com. I put the link and, and Instagram, of course, and your Instagram, yeah. which is so good. And <laughs> we will link, we'll link to it in the show notes. And thank you, Robin. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Well, that was so much fun. Honestly, I love hanging out with Robin. Here are some of the takeaways. Number one, the answers are already inside of you. Tune into your intuition and go with your gut. Number two, slow down, make space to ask yourself, what would be most supportive to me right now? What do I need? Number three, your day is what happens between your moments of self-care. Number four, show up for your audience and for yourself. Number five, hone in on the thing that makes you equally scared and excited. Make a commitment to do something towards that every day. Number six, you don't need a five-year plan. Focus on the next little right step. Number seven, give yourself permission to do what's fun and be proud of your decision. Number eight, let go of the should-haves and the could-haves and the used-to-bes. You are amazing just because you're you. I love you guys. I know, I know that you could be doing a million things right now instead of listening to the show. And it means the world to me that you're here. I never get desensitized to that. So thank you. It's such an honor. I would love to say hi to you. If you want to find me, you want to reach out, the best way to get my attention is to DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller. Kathy's with a C, by the way. Also, you can join our amazing Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group where you can connect with over 10,000 like-minded souls who are there to support you and encourage you. Also, one more thing. Those of you who pre-order my book before May 23rd, which is just a few days away, are going to be able to get in on three free coaching sessions as well as a bonus masterclass on what are the three essential steps to take your passion and turn it into your profit. How do you go from day job to dream job? Go ahead and pre-order the book. You can pre-order it on Apple because Apple has been so supportive and so awesome. We want to support them. You can buy the book there or you can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book and you can order it. There's all the links there. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the rest. And if you scroll down, you can find a place where you can put in your information so that you can make sure to get those bonuses. If you can't find that, your alternative is to email us a screenshot of the book when you buy it, the pre-order screenshot. You can email it to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and we'll make sure that you get those bonuses of the three coaching calls, as well as that free masterclass. How do you go from day job to dream job? Get in on this now. 
go pre-order the book. If you pre-order a copy for someone else, you can get them the bonus as well. If you send us their information for every book you pre-order, you can get yourself and whoever you give the book to the bonus. So go ahead and grab it now. You can find it at don'tkeepyourdata.com slash book. And you can find the links there to pre-order the book wherever you want it. We have the audible version, the ebook version. Go ahead and get it today and you will get in on these bonuses. It helps us more than you know if you subscribe to the show, leave us a review, and go ahead and share either this episode or any episode. If there's any episode you're like, I love that one, I'm not going to put it off any longer. I'm going to share this episode or another one with someone who I believe in, someone who I want to encourage. Go ahead and share that with that person right now. You guys lift me up. You have no idea how much light you bring to my life. I'll leave you with a song of mine, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. If dreams are made of paper, let's make paper mache. We'll build a world together with our hands. And if hope is made of helium, we'll be like balloons and float away. Wouldn't that be grand? Nothing lasts forever, so we're all a little scared. But we're not giving up that easy, no, we wouldn't dare. Hey, hey, Mr. Sun, don't you set tonight? Tonight, cause we still got a million plans for the daylight.